Hello, uh, welcome to the Couch Potato. This is the first uh, podcast of many, and I'm here with my guest, uh, Yagami. Yagami, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. First, thank you kindly for having me here. It is always a pleasure to come to a podcast and talk about something that we are passionate about. Uh, my name is Yagami. I am 35 years of age, and I am from a culty called Algeria. If I'm not working in my regular job, I am a streamer slash YouTube videos maker slash voice actor. Well, Yagami, uh, right now we're we'll be discussing animation as a medium. I know that may be such a generic topic, but I'd like to uh, pick uh, apart the portions of what makes animation animation. What differentiates it from other mediums? And uh, how we grew up with it, and what what's uh, in the future for it as a medium as a whole. And I know that you have uh, loads more experience when it comes to that type of thing uh, than me. Uh, and so I I'm just here trying to discuss this with you. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, <coughs> I choked on my tea. <coughs> yeah. Of course, I was trying to speak for swallowing, but was the thing that I really, really got me interested when you were posting about the podcast is that you said you were 19 years of age. And this is something that is super interesting to me to see this generational gap. I am 35, you were 19. The things that I grew up watching are by default, probably not the things that you grew up watching. You know, when you were at a younger age, Perhaps Naruto was the main mainstream, but at my younger age, for example, Dragon Ball was the mainstream. So it's going to be probably really good to compare things and see how things changed, as we are probably going to talk about the quote-unquote weeb culture and how it is. Yes. Uh, so the first question I have is, what is the first cartoon you remember watching as a child? Uh, as much as I, yeah, as much as I said Captain Tsubasa, actually, the one that I seriously remember loving is, I don't know, I don't quite remember the name, but it was a little boy who did some sort of a, who built a tiny robot called Joe Maru, and uh, there's like competitions and... No, it's not Astro Boy. No, Definitely okay. not Astro Boy. That's a scientist who built Astro Boy as a kid. Mm -hmm. This is, of course, Astro Boy is one of the oldest ones. This is not. This is a, a relatively lesser known one. Of course, I could easily go with Tabasa, but to be honest, I'm not that big of a fan of uh, that show. At the time, you didn't have the choice. There was only the national TV, and you go to school, and you go back, and there's, you know, your anime being aired so everyone was excited to watch those there's always set times for these things and we were always waiting for them especially something like Captain Tsubasa that dragged things so much I mean it was a meme before even memes were here where we were talking about the infinite field where they just keep running and running and running and they will never reach the uh, goal it was it was funny but to be honest, that wasn't my favorite. My favorite, like I said, is the Jumara one. There was others 
But those are kind of my gr- brothers, you know, my big brother and my big sister's generation, like Grindizer, for example. Those are older ones back in the late 70s, early 80s. For me, it was all about uh, Takaya Todoroki and Joe Maru and stuff like these. Oh, I, I understand. What about you, by the way? Well, what was your favorite or the first one that you ever seen? Well, the first one I remember watching was, and I'm pretty sure most people know about it. Uh, it's it's Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. That was the first one I remember watching. Uh, when I was a kid, I would always uh, uh, we had a big uh, house, or rather a big household. So there were many family members inside this uh, small house. And then I would climb the ladder to where they would sleep, and I would uh, wake one of them up, or I would wait for one of them to wake up. And I'd tell them because I didn't know how to operate the TV remote. I'd tell them to put it on a Disney Channel so I could watch the show. Uh, and that's oh, yes. the first one I remember. Was I? Of would... course, of course. I mean, when you said Mickey Mouse, I kind of remembered Tom and Jerry, which are kind of like a world, worldwide renowned, you know, yes. uh, animation. And some, like we were talking earlier, would be up in arms when we say Tom and Jerry is an animation. They will probably tell you, oh no, these are cartoons, those are not animation or anime, but they are. It's the literal definition of the word. So Tom and Jerry or Dragon Ball Z, it's all the same. Exactly. And uh, that's mainly what we're here to talk about. Uh, now. Uh, another question I do have is, was there ever a time that you had a dispute about cartoons or animation? Uh, mainly like when you were a kid, whether one show was better than the other, or uh, you had a discussion about what was inside the show, like, oh, this character's better than this one. So I thought about this uh, because this question kind of came up to me uh, a while ago. And to be honest, and to be frank, at our time, we didn't have the choice. There wasn't that many shows or there wasn't means for us to have a freedom of choice. If I watched something, then it's the same kind of shows that my friends watched. So there are some shows that we might did not like, but at the end of the day it was always the same thing that we watched and we'll be talking about them so the discussion is not going to be about which anime we like or we don't it's probably which character we like and we don't because again like i said no choice there was no the computers weren't as popular there was no internet and of course you have no choice you have only your tv and in tv everything is controlled compared to nowadays where you have you know, the freedom to watch hundreds upon hundreds of uh, anime. So you probably have people who like this category and others who like that one. And it's a bit weird, but it's understandable to each their taste. Uh, And I like how you mentioned that uh, you and a lot of your friends or classmates would come back and talk about the, uh, the same cartoons. Uh, back then we wouldn't really talk about uh, cartoons at least where I was in school sometimes we would talk about you know a familiar show like a regular show or adventure time we'd have it'd be a a short interaction about the show but a lot of the times it would be about sports and even at home uh, my parents would uh, 
uh, you know, tried to get me to play a few sports uh, in comparison to watching the cartoons that I loved watching uh, when they came on to TV. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's so the thing. It's an interesting uh, it's thing. That's interesting. And- that there's like very few options uh, back then that you had a handful of cartoons. So there was a lot of, you know, commonality. There was a lot of uh, space for everybody to talk about the show. And when I was growing up, there were a lot of shows to talk about. So it was really hard to connect with uh, uh, who liked this show or who liked that show. It's funny, uh, as I'm thinking about this earlier in the early 2000s, you have Naruto, you have Bleach, you have One Piece, you have Detective Conan, uh, you have Dragon Ball, which was still airing. So yeah, there were, even at the mainstream uh, level, there were quite a few. Compared to me, it wasn't about diversity, because the diversity was still there. It was the fact that you didn't have access to those things. You only could watch the only ones set to you. And I'm talking this early 90s. Because at the late 90s, we had access to other channels, you know. Uh, satellite dishes became a norm, and we could watch more than just one TV channel. And of course, with it, comes a bit of a diversity. So you, have, you can start seeing other shows and uh, have access to them. That's where you kind of diverge from your average viewer. Most people, yes, they did watch the same shows that I did. But most of them kind of grew up out of them. They stopped watching or did other things. Like you said, some did sports, some just didn't do much of the watching. But for us, who grew up liking these things, of course, we stuck with them. And having access to more TV channels meant having access to more of these animations. And I do remember at the time, when you didn't have the choice, you would gobble up everything. It didn't matter. Are you telling me that that show is not good? I don't care. I'm watching it. It's the only thing I have, so I have to watch it. And trust me, there were abysmal shows. Just remembering them, because I had access to French TV. And first of all, the the voice work for those were just abysmal. And some of them, just story-wise, were depressing. Some of them were really not for us but since you didn't have the choice you know what you wake up in the morning five o'clock and you wait for your favorite shows to start airing of course the main one was dragon ball but at the same time you are forced to watch whatever comes in before and after so yeah that was quite the thing these days there is much more choice and there are many things that i like and many things that i hate uh, I'd like to ask you another question uh, that I just thought of right now when you were talking about how you kind of grew up with this and you were stuck with it. Now, uh, as my generation, we we watched cartoons and even as we grew up, we still continue watching cartoons, but we kind of diverged away from cartoons. And I know a lot of people uh, a few years back, they'd watch stuff like Stranger Things or they'd watch the shows that their parents were watching. Uh, or they'd watch sports, sporting events, like for example, while uh, my family would be watching the Super Bowl, uh, I would watch some of it with them, you know, to show my support, you know, be there. Uh, but then after, you know, it got kind of boring, I would go into another room and then I'd watch, you know, an anime or a cartoon. Uh, 
And so, what my question to you is that, when you grew up, did people start to diverge away from cartoons to other sports, or like, what portion of those people continued watching cartoons? So the thing is, since and this is probably going to apply to you as well, the friend circle that you are with usually are people that do the same things as you did. Most of my friends come from the arcade because that's the uh, auxiliary uh, place to be. You are either coming back from school, watching your favorite anime, and then after it finishes, you just go outside and you go to the local arcade. And in the local arcade, you meet people that share the same interests as you. So these people, who I assure you are grown up, they have children, and they are still watching you know, stuff like My Hero Academia, for example. Because, you know what? To us, these are just shows. I can be watching Game of Thrones, or I can be watching, uh, I don't know, something like Jujutsu Kaisen, for example. I could be really, really, really liking, uh, you know, The Walking Dead, which I got bored of in certain season. We're not going to be discussing this. But... I could also be watching and really, really liking um, Demon Hunter, for example. Uh, is it the name? I think it's Demon Hunter. Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. There Demon we go. Colossus. Uh, there's Goblin Slayer. There's Demon Slayer. Goblin Slayer is okay too, but Demon Slayer, that's one of the best currently. If there is a top yeah. 10 for me, and there's never going to be a top 10 for me because there's way too much shows that I've watched throughout the years to be having a top 10. But Demon Slayer is definitely on the higher list. The style, the animation and everything. But as you can see, for us, we have an open mind. It's just, it's just the same for us as watching a movie, watching you know, a TV show or watching yeah. this. But for others, they have already this bias. You know, oh, you're watching kids stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. Is this a cartoon you're watching? Are we going to be watching Tom and Jerry now? You know, do you, do you see that mouse running? And I believe it's the same. It's the same type exactly. of people who are currently trying to stereotype you know put you in a stereotype oh he watches anime thus he's a weeb and it's just i, I don't think it's going to be disappearing to be honest because it the roots of it the roots of its problem is not about anime or not anime it's about society and about the psychology of individuals the thing that we need to understand what we don't have is this discussion because at the end of the day, it's not as stigmatic to be seen watching these things. My family don't care because they themselves watch these things. Some of the shows they recognize. But I can imagine if you are not in a family that grew up with this. You know, when your government doesn't have only one TV channel and that TV channel doesn't broadcast Detective Conan, you know, it's going to be weird for your parents to walk in and see you watching this big-eyed kind of, you know, uh, cartoon show that they don't understand. Uh, exactly, uh, like you said. And I think that comes with the age gap, as you mentioned at the beginning of this. Uh, we have a pretty big age gap, and I think we have quite the opposite uh, childhood too. Uh, my parents, uh, they knew... Uh, cartoons they they did watch a few of them you know like Tom and Jerry and such my grandma did does still like Tom and Jerry to this day uh, but usually it would focus on uh, 
you as I said before, it would be sports channels or it'd be uh, uh, one of those reality TV shows that would come up. You know, my parents would watch on TV. Uh, and so, and sometimes, you know, they'd sit down to watch cartoons. But since they knew that I liked cartoons, they they did begin to develop that same bias that cartoons correlate to uh, childlike uh, fantasies. And yeah. the, the, as you said, they did create that bias. And I feel like that increased now even to this day where as we try to figure out where we fit in this world and how we have to do these certain tasks like pick out a job or figure out what we're gonna do with our life i feel like we categorize far more things than we're supposed to uh whether it be political parties uh, your sexual orientation uh or what country you're from i feel like we uh, base all these different things on biases and stereotypes uh, some may be good some may be bad but overall we spend more time uh, developing these fixed notions about each uh, each other and these other mediums like animation than we do then actually trying to get to know what's going on I mean <clears throat> playing devil's advocate because I am an adult now and I can put myself in some parents' feet, it's kind of understandable when you have the entire pressure of society. You are afraid that your kid, who you, do, you don't understand what they are doing, you're afraid that they're going to be just a failure who will watch these shows and never grow up out of it. Because to you, you attribute this thing that is a cartoon to your kind of you know, childhood, because you yourself kind of watched something similar. But as soon as you were a certain type of age, you grew up out of it and you just started working, started studying and everything. So when you see a kid who's, who is much older than he's supposed to and still watching this, instead of trying to understand the situation, what you feel like, you feel like, okay, uh, this is bad. Maybe this is bad. And you start putting pressure. So this is kind of understandable. And I also, if like there is a time machine, you'd also wish to go back to, you know, when you were younger. This is something that should be taught actually, is that whether it is video games or animation or anything that is out of the social norms, so to say, if you decide, okay, I'm gonna take up chess as my hobby and I'm gonna go really deep into it. And maybe that's gonna be becoming my, you know, my work in the future. Your parents are not going to be understanding this, even though chess has been around for hundreds of years. So you can understand when you are doing this and perhaps you are too into anime. Perhaps you want, you'd like to be an animator. Perhaps you want to be a storyteller. You can't, uh, you know, your parents cannot realize this. So you have their pressure and you have the fact that as a teenager, and this is understandable, we were kids. We can't be thinking this way. You need your mind to be complete in order to be thinking this way. But usually the most optimal thing to do is actually to explain what you are doing. Oh, I'm watching, unless you're watching some sort of hentai. I mean, there's no explaining here. <laughs> what, what are you doing? I mean, what are we going to do? But seriously, when you're watching something, for example, like Demon Slayer, we were just talking about it. 
and your parents walks in instead of oh i'm watching this i'm not going to be doing this or you should be doing your homework you should tell them you know what this is kind of good you know depending on your parents interest you can either be explaining in detail what's going on or just telling them oh this is just a show like you the ones you were watching and as soon as it finished i'm going to be doing my homework of course this is kind of like a uh, utopic yeah. utopic world where you just explain that you're playing a video game you cannot pause it and then your parents are like oh yeah okay. understandable yeah you could continue doing that and then later do you do, you know fix your fix your room and everything but it's not it's not going to happen however it's worth a shot. It's always worth a shot to explain things instead of just shutting off, yelling at each other, and never getting anywhere. I take the prime example of the kid that won some sort of a Fortnite tournament. That kid, I don't know his name, I don't play Fortnite, but I am aware of uh, his story. It's like he explained to his parents what he's doing, and he told them that he's kind of good. You know, he has a talent here. So, it would be really nice if they could support. He asked for their support. And they did everything from buying computer parts to him, to supporting him in tournaments, to being there, you know, for general advice. And guess what? It worked. This is the reality. This is the, uh, the future. But these are things, like I said, in the utopic side of things. As, you know, uh, as a parent, they probably have way too much in their life happening to be able to just focus on something this small. And that's something that small can make or break your relationship with your kids, especially when your kids are in that sensitive age between, I don't know, 12 to 20. That's a big age that has a huge impact on a kid. And it's always too late when you realize. Always. Exactly, exactly. And I know that uh, I'm, I'm still growing up as it is, you know, I'm still trying to figure out how the world works and how different people perceive different things. Uh, th that's one of the motifs on why I, one of the motives on why I uh, started this podcast was to get different perspectives. And I know that the same thing may happen to me, maybe if I see some other children or children of my own, I know that they'll probably be interested in something that wasn't there when I was growing up. And I'll think that it's abnormal or strange or quite uh, mediocre. I, I will criticize them on why they're engaging in such a show. Uh, even, though, even though I know that I went through the same thing and that's the cycle, that's the universal cycle uh, of growing up is that as the world changes, uh, we don't quite uh, perceive everything the same way. That's mainly the reason for multiple conflicts, is uh, that we don't understand each other. That's the main reason why every all the quarrels happen, is we don't understand each other. We don't see the same thing. Uh, we see the same thing in different ways. Uh, whether it be a child uh, telling their parents that animation isn't some abysmal uh, childlike medium or whether a parent uh, who grew up maybe uh, doing far more chores than let's say their child has been doing may perceive their child as lazy or uh, a quote-unquote junkie. It, it really does depend on uh, your perspective. Yeah. It's always, um, it's, it's a generational gap. I mean, I feel like I am fortunate enough to have one foot in the pre-internet 
error and the other in the internet error. So I am easily able to understand the our generation of the fact that they're, you know, how they use their mobiles and how they are with them and what they do. When someone is telling me I'm playing this game or that game, usually I am also playing that game or this game. So if I have a kid that grows up playing video games, it is going to be easy for me to integrate exactly. myself into exactly. that video game, which is something that doesn't happen even for your generation. I mean, your parents are probably on the older side of things. It takes people like me and later on, I mean, I perceive 20, 30, something like that, that generation is going to have parents that played video games, watched anime, and it is completely fine for them to either watch anime or play video games. It's like, it was weird for us. At, the, at my time, it was absolutely considered like similar to doing drugs when you were getting found into the arcade. What the heck are you doing there? And you get a beating. <laughs> so, but for me, and for my friends, for example, who have children, they have no problem with this. Their kids are still young, of course, but it is absolutely normal with them. One friend of mine who I play Street Fighter with has a kid who's around seven years of everything. He's always right next to him and he's always talking to him about, you know, this character and how he is, you know. And it's funny, I'm talking about Street Fighter. Street Fighter has a an abysmal anime and not so abysmal anime, but, you know, it's part of that entire world. So we're not... Yeah kind of out of the discussion we're still in the very subject yeah. so it's always nice to see that my other friend also has a uh, relatively grown-up kid who plays overwatch and who's partaking in all these things but my generation my parents couldn't understand these and yeah it depends on the country like i said it depends entirely on the country something I don't know, uh, when I think also about this, when you go to the United States, well, watching films and stuff, it's fine. But for us, those are American movies. So there's a difference. There is a difference. When you're outside the United States, those are not just considered films. Those are considered Hollywood stuff. You know, those movies. So are we going to be creating names for people that watch films now? But probably there is, well. but there, there's there probably is. is but, name. Yeah. But it's not like, uh, you know, weeb or geek or nerd or those things. And it's funny. The more you think about this, all these insulting words actually do come from the United States. I don't or I cannot recall a one of these titles coming from another country, to be honest. Of course, well, we don't have access to all of those countries, but there's probably names for these guys. Yes. And to be honest, when someone is a weeaboo, he deserves to be called weeaboo because what he does is absolutely weird and it differs i mean on an astronomical yeah astronomical yeah. you know uh difference between someone who just watches shows just shows and yeah they, but i mean they make anime their lifestyle there's completely uh something different it's like i've been through one of these you know kids and guys even my age and uh they start talking one or two words in japanese to you and i'm like how are you doing what do you think you watch two shows now you know japanese stop it be respectful i've been around japanese for more than 20 years now i do not dare say i speak japanese i do not even use one of their words yes i understand many i understand whole phrases whole conversations 
it does not mean that I use that word. It does not mean that I don't, I don't, I do want to renown my country and become Japanese. I would love to do to visit Japan because I have so many things that I am passionate about. But I cannot consider myself, you know, Japanese just because I watched Bleach or Dragon Ball. And it's funny, most of these guys only watch mainstream anime. So to, in a sense, I understand the word, you know, the, it's because it is an insult and it kind of describes them. But there's always only a small percentage of these people compared to the vast majority of people, the millions and the millions of the humans that daily watch anime, they're just considered part of their lives, they have jobs, they have kids, and they just all go to school normally, it's absolutely fine. But they get overshadowed by the weird ones. And the weird ones are always the ones driving. It depend. It doesn't matter which field. And you can see the, see this on the streaming mentality. Where when someone gets linked a anime to a stream, it's always out of context. It's always one of those sort of bad, to be honest, anime. And they get they see that and they start bashing. And there's nothing you can do about this because they didn't get them. You know, they didn't link them. I don't know, the first episode or the second episode of Death Note, for example. No. They linked them some weird... Uh, I don't. I can't remember the names because I know them all, to be honest. I just can't remember the names. There's, you know, there's the uh, meme and there's the other ones. But that's the thing that circulates. And of course, when people think about Weeb, they think about that stuff. They don't think about Ghost in the Shell. No. They don't think about, you know, uh, all of the Miyazaki work that has mainstream actors auditioning and just for, exactly. for a chance. They just audition for a chance to maybe be able to be in Miyazaki's next movie. You have huge hits like uh, Your Name, which I didn't watch, by the way. <laughs> I do not have the time to watch it, but I want to get into it i know it's an amazing one uh i did watch silent voice silent voice is silent good. voice is a good one it was really interesting it was i did feel however that's you know people uh do tend to overhype many things uh, i experienced this for many animations like for example avatar the last airbender many people i remember they would start posting these things all over they talk about how it was the best animation and how well, it's mainstream so it's normal yeah and how reviving it would kind of like it was a messiah of sorts and i was what i was thinking this and i i had huge expectations because i i watched like one episode of avatar the last airbender as a kid uh i never watched it because it came before you know before i started watching cartoons so they'd show it occasionally. When I started watching it, however, on Netflix, I went through and I, like, I had with these high expectations. I had high hopes for uh, this uh, medium, for uh, this animation. And by the end of it, I just felt unfulfilled because everybody thought I was expecting something more. I felt like if somebody told me, watch Avatar, it's a pretty good show, I would have enjoyed it much more than if somebody told me that it was this uh, abysmal uh, animation this uh, messiah of sorts and I think that's the thing that does usually tend to happen with animation is that our uh, our human nature 
uh, is either to overhype something. If we like something a little bit, we'll talk about it to the point where we make it sound like a masterpiece. Uh, if we don't like something, uh, we do uh, we tend to play it down as trash or garbage. We usually uh, use a lot of hyperboles. We usually overhype or underhype something because human nature is such a uh, such a strange thing since there's so many perspectives you can't really tell what's good or bad until you watch it so that's why uh, I'm kind of insecure when I ask for recommendations because uh, I only know very few friends who don't have their pre-notioned biases about certain genres like a shonen or a romance uh, or something from their childhood yeah which is stupid to be honest but because uh, not long ago, and it's funny, it always depends on your current taste and uh, current mood. But there was a time when I was all about romance. There was a time when I always liked shonen and I couldn't even get near romance stuff and slice of life. But there came a time in my life, I was in my early to middle 20s, and I just needed to just watch romance. Because it so happened that I experienced what that feeling is. Before that, I didn't understand, so I never really gave it a chance. But when I did understand, it all made sense. But, like you said, you need to approach this with an open mind. And many things, many people kind of like, do not like, okay, there's so many people don't like, that don't like Naruto. Naruto is bad, Naruto is mainstream. Oh look, Naruto is mainstream. I'm not going to be watching it because Naruto is mainstream. Naruto is an amazing show. It has really 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 good episodes and really really bad episodes and it depends at the same time it depends on your taste but not watching something just because you're deciding to side in one side over the other is just stupid i do remember to this day when i first watched an episode of Naruto, i loved it and same for any other genre i am absolutely open to any genre as long as it had I have an intriguing story that doesn't have me understanding the entire season just from episode one. I am fine with it. If it has good storytelling, good flow, good characters, and if they have the budget, good animation, I am right behind it. And of course, like I said, your tastes change, but you are not finding me telling you that Avatar is good and, uh, you know, Naruto is bad. I will tell you why I liked that, but... I will not tell you to watch it or not watch it. It is absolutely up to you. I mean, you have some reference anime, but at the end of the day, you cannot expect people to be the same as you. Many like Death Note, for example. Many have their entry to anime by Death Note, and others will watch it and think it's a joke. They will not like it. But at the same time, if you recommend something else to them, instead of just arguing that that's the best thing that ever happened, they could probably like that and uh, not be completely close-minded because instead of that argument of no you you know you think it's trash because you're trash and all that conversation you're like okay you don't like it you don't like it there's no need to be liking it but just because two billions of human beings like that show doesn't mean that you should be liking it it's just that you didn't you didn't here's some examples shingeki no kyojin so many people liked it I watched 13 episodes. I don't like it. It just mad to me. And I understand, I even understand exactly. why. Exactly. I'm not gonna say it's a bad show. 
it's a good show. I know why people like it. I know why it's popular. But I just didn't like it. It just came at the time when I finished reading the entirety of Guns. I don't know if you know Guns or not. It's a manga. And there's, uh, there's, I think there's 12 or 13. It's a, it's a rubbish animation. The manga is much better. But I was fed up of the gory type. It's like they have this setting where people get in dismembered and blood everywhere and everything. And I've read more than 500 chapters of that. So I came up kind of burned from it. I needed something more peaceful, more calming. And I watched other things. So when Shingeki no Kyojin started to become the hit, I couldn't get behind it. It's an amazing story. It's well made. However, I just didn't like it. Will I recommend it to someone? Yes. Will I say it's trash? No. I don't like it. Same as Game of Thrones. I watched three episodes. I couldn't finish it. It was just too much for me. However, it appears that Game of Thrones is one of the best. <laughs> it's seriously one of the best for many people. They keep talking about it. And of course, you have people that don't like Star Wars. I like Star Wars, but there are people that hate it. And those people consider themselves, you know, full-fledged, you know, uh, you know, uh, geeks uh, and uh, geeks and stuff, you know. Uh, they are in the universe, the yeah. Culture, you know. I will play Dungeons and Dragons, but I will not like Star Wars. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. But again, like I said, or like we said, you know, you and I talked before we were recording. It's all about the human mentality. It's never about the shows. It's exactly. just about the upbringing. It's just about the social norms. What you do should look like acceptable. But since it looks like unacceptable because a certain aspect of these things are attached to the fact that watching anime means that you should be a kid watching anime. But if you grow up and become 20, 30, 40, and you still watch anime, there's something wrong there. Yeah, exactly. Even if you have your life you know, completely figured out, the fact that you watch it is just weird. And to be honest, as much as I hate the current terms, I also like the fact that there is this huge generation of people that are just completely normal and fine with this. I mean, people are inf like influential and really powerful, like Elon Musk, for example. If you go to Steam and, you know, search for Elon Musk's, uh, you know, uh, profile, you'll see Fullmetal Alchemist because he loves anime and he's always frank about loving anime and that's good that's absolutely that's, good that's amazing. it's just something that's that's one of the most wealthiest human beings and most accomplished human beings on the planet currently what are you gonna do and he's what just are you gonna argue just like us uh, he's just he a normal person just like he has his own animation hobbies and interests he loves animation he keeps memeing using animation he talks about them and everything and as you can see, you can be successful, you can be wealthy, and you can watch anime. It's just the stigma, stereotypical stuff, and stigma that just revolves around them. And to be honest, people who watch anime aren't innocent too, because they are. They keep trying to become what they watch. Yeah. They like, okay, I'm watching this. I'm dyeing my hair blue now. I want to become Sasuke. Ah, stop it, man. Stop doing this. You're ruining us. You're ruining our reputation because now when people, you know, uh, see anime, they immediately think about you and what you're doing. 
when you someone talking to you with you know using English and being respectful and you replying with broken Japanese that is not even supposed to be used in that way because you have no idea how to speak Japanese and now you look like a fool and we all look like a fool because of you <laughs> well, that's yeah. stupid and I think it, it is part of uh, when people usually stop, uh, say stuff like baka or uh, the meme about omaiwa mo shinderu you know those types of memes omaiwa mo shinderu it's one of my all time by the way let me stop you and uh, cut you here and I do apologize for that it's my one of my all-time favorite animation the fist of the north star or like they like to call it in french ken le survivant i love it for two facts because the anime is good really good story really amazing if you watch it in japanese it's serious and everything but the french dub is so bad so bad that it turns it turned it to some sort of a comedy and some of the most iconic you know enemies that you see that are like portrayed are these comedic characters which is not the direction of the uh, anime it's just that the at the time they really didn't take the animation seriously they just like oh it's just for kids you know do whatever uh there there were some attacks that can use like uh the hokuto and when i say hokuto in english or in japanese it sounds like a word but here's the problem Hokuto in French, you can say okuto, and that means the high kitchen knife. And they literally translated it to the high kitchen knife. So in French, you will not hear Ken saying, you know, the Hokuto technique. You will be saying the high kitchen knife technique. So, yeah, you should, I mean, you probably don't understand French. It's a bit sad for me, but if you go and watch these clips, we made fun of them all the time. And of course, one of the most memorable memes came from it. Like, you know, you're already dead. That's been quoted in everywhere, basically. Exactly. Uh, and I, I do think that is part of uh, that is that where when you put it in different cultural settings and environments, something that could be so heartwarming and uh, one country could be considered a joke in another one and, and i like that and going back to the the whole thing about like you know weebs nowadays talking uh, saying stuff like those phrases uh i don't think they they consider them being like them saying japanese i feel like it's become a sort of slang in english as anime gets more incorporated in uh different cultures uh je- it loses a bit of the Japanese with it because you know they adopt it into their own culture they don't they see it as Japanese still but they don't see it fully as Japanese they see it as something that they can they can mess with they can uh, you know they can turn it into their own and in some places that can be good and other places that can be absolutely catastrophic uh, and the other thing about as you said before when people uh, when people watch animations and they have certain biases towards certain things like how you used to like shonen and then you went on to romance uh, that type of thing i think that people start to analyze animation and when they analyze it they they don't look at the message that is lying within it they don't enjoy it when it's within its moment uh, and 
one of my favorite anime, which is I don't know if you have watched it. Uh, it's called Space Dandy. Ah, uh, probably not, unless I forgot the name. Oh, it's not the same in uh, the original Japanese title or something. Actually, it was really it was one of the only anime to be released in America's Adult Swim Toonami before it was released in Japan because. Uh, it was made by the same person as Cowboy Bebop, and it, you know he wanted to incorporate some American culture into it, so he made Space Dandy. As and, they all do, yeah. Yeah, and the one thing I liked about Space Dandy and why it's one of my favorite anime of all time is that uh, if you try watching it as uh, like you trying to an- analyze it or predict it uh, or trying to put a power scale to it, there's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like that can hinder your enjoyment of a show, and why I love Space Dandy is because each episode is its own story, and there's no underlying effect from the past episode. Like for example, the first episode of the show ends with Dandy uh, uh, blowing himself up. Him and his entire main cast, they all die in the first episode. In the next episode, it starts with uh, Dandy. You know, Dandy's uh, asking one of the crew members where his instant ramen cup is, and I thought that was hilarious. But that turned a lot of people off because people are used to uh, looking at a show like, "Oh, what's the quality of an animation? What's the vo- who's the voice actors that are doing this show?" Uh, you know, some people nowadays when they watch a show, they have a notebook with them. They start taking notes like it's. Uh, some sort of lecture and that at times I like that I like how people uh, take animation as a bit more of a serious medium but at times it can it can really kill other people's enjoyment of a show when you're trying to talk about a show and then somebody pulls out uh, a statement like uh, yeah but uh, did you know that Arceus from Pokemon can beat Zeno from Dragon Ball Z or oh uh, I don't believe you understand the character depth of Griffith from Berserk uh, uh, statements like these, uh, I enjoy them. I enjoy discussions and analysis uh, of these shows. Uh, but sometimes when it comes to just the novices, like we're trying to get more people to watch animations, as you said, you, we're not going to try forcing them to watch certain shows, but we are certainly prideful about the shows that uh, we want people to watch. We have our personal favorites and we want them to be the favorites of other people as well. And so it comes back to uh, just letting people watch the show and think for themselves and not writing a book report on why your show uh, is this, this, and that. Just let them watch a show. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, this whole thing of uh, division should not happen. That's the problem. Is that you should consider these as shows and you should just... If you have a friend, for example, who thinks this is weeb stuff and, uh, you know, you can replace stuff with the other word that is more adequate and, you you know, uh, what you do is stupid. Instead of telling him, no, you're stupid and everything, you tell him, well, if you like watching shows, maybe you should give it a try. You should be more attentive to what he likes and then bring him an anime that is up his line. You're not watching, I don't know, something like Love is War, for example, and then the guy tells you that anime is stupid, and then you give him Love is War. That's dumb. That's seriously dumb. That's you having this vast catalogue, and you are 
able to watch such things. Even though I, you know, I see why it's popular and everything. I'm really not, I'm impartial to uh, such animation. <clears throat> because I do prefer something with a more serious story to it. Like the Tower of God, for example. Again, it's just need to make it natural. And those who do not like it, it's fine. And the people who do like it, like you were just saying before, you know, they get this stupid, they get into this stupid weird arguments like uh, Griffith, for example, where the guy, he either watches anime casually or doesn't watch them at all. Why are you bringing such stupid arguments to him? You should do them with me. I can understand where you're coming from. Your language that you were using could be usable with me, but you cannot use the same terms with others. If you tell me, Baka, I understand. If you tell someone else, you're a weeb, you're a creep. <laughs> you know, yeah, what the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> I understand this, I know your reference. You can tell me, and I understand. It's fine, it's within us. But don't try to use it on your father or on your mother. That's just stupid, weird gives more, you know, uh, leverage and advantage to these people. Make it normal. You're not someone special by watching anime. You're just someone that is probably more, have that, have more access to these things. You're probably a good person because by watching something that is foreign to your country, you exercise the fact that you're not xenophobic. You're not racist. You are open to watch things from other countries be it from Japan or from India or from whatever country, you are ready to watch it. So that's the thing that needs to be happening. The entire separation should stop. It's just a show. This is what I, you know, explain to others. I do play Overwatch, for example, every day. And every day I log in, my handle name is Yagami, and people start either talking about animation or either just talk, telling me that I am a weeb. And... So we watch anime. Okay. Just say, okay, there's no need to fight them. If he doesn't like things, he doesn't like things. The second that you don't pull on that string of, uh, you know, counter arguments and, uh, you know, you're ignorant because you don't watch these shows, they're just going to let it go or even start asking you by curiosity. It's how it works. If you pull on something, the people are going to pull back and the response is going to be bad. But if you let things go, the flow sometimes is going to work on your side of things. You can't tell someone to come watch things. You're going to be watching something. Someone comes in, you tell them what you were watching and you explain it casually. If it is someone that had been watching shows since the 90s like me, well, you can get in depth. You can tell me that, uh, you know, uh, Itachi from Naruto can have a fight with uh, whatever. Uh, I don't know, someone from Dragon Ball Z and uh, he's more strong and all those things. I understand. I think those arguments are stupid, but you know what? I understand. <laughs> I understand. Some people like these things. Uh, these comparisons, they do like them. And there are some games that have these things, you know, they mash up characters from multiple fighting genres, for example, and you can see that in real perspective. If this character gets against this character and they fight, what happens? That's fine. But, you know, can you imagine in your classroom and you just, you, you try to have this argument with someone from your class. You can guess what's going to happen. You can guess what's going to happen just from the conversation. They're going to be laughing at you. 
that's the thing. They why, are going to be laughing at you. Why are you taking this you. so seriously? Why are you taking these animations so seriously? Yeah. Uh, and like and I said, like I said before, sorry. It's no, people that are insecure. These are kids. They are insecure. They are growing up. They need to exert some sort of a alpha mentality, like I said. They are trying to bully you. They have some social, uh, psychological issues. So they will be using anything. Anything. It could be the way you're clothing, or, you know, the way that you are wearing your clothes, whatever you're watching, whatever you're eating, your appearance, anything. It doesn't matter. I've been watching anime, but no one's going to be calling me weeb in my country because everyone does it. However, since my skin complexity is whiter and paler than the others here, I've been called milk, I've been called many other names. It's just they will find something. It doesn't matter what it is. And it so happens that they don't watch anime, so you're a weeb. There you have it. You're a disgusting weeb, and you could probably, you probably heard this, uh, you know, uh, sort of discussion and everything. And it's an, it's to be honest, it's a quite complicated discussion that has multiple facades, like I said. And you can start from the anime sort of things, but you will end up on the very human nature of things. That's what I understood throughout the years. Mm -hmm. I used to be one of those that, you know, got heated up when people hated on what I did. But as I grew up, it turns out that it's just human nature. Actually, those people don't care. Oh, why are you playing that game? That game is trash. Okay. But, the, you know, when I was your age, for example, I would get into the, the argument. If that game is trash, then you're trash. My game is better than yours. One of the most iconic arguments in the gaming scene in our friends, in our friend circles, is League of Legends and Dota. These are games, and some played Dota, Dota 2, and some played League of Legends. I was one of those who played League of Legends. And to them, you know, you play in the noob game, you play the children's game, look at you and everything, and to the League guys, you know, oh, they're playing this dead game, and they, it's stupid arguments. I play both, I like both. There's no need for me to argue. It's completely pointless because it's just someone's insecurity projected through some sort of a mean, be it the word weep or the fact that you play that game and he doesn't play that game. You like Call of Duty, he likes Counter-Strike. You are a kid and he's not, he's a man. You know, because Counter-Strike goes back from the 1999 and 2000. And Call of Duty is kind of related to kids and children, even though, to be honest, the kids that played Call of Duty are now in their 30s. So, yeah, even those things kind of, you know, get stupid and uh, get weird as the time passes by. Exactly. Uh, and I remember uh, ever since quarantine, uh, you know, quarantine has started uh, or the pandemic is continuing, uh, obviously, uh, I do go to brick and mortar school. Uh, unlike other people, I don't do virtual school. Uh, instead, I, I go to the school itself. Uh, and I do, I do remember that there was this one person I used to sit next to him during lunch. Uh, and I would usually just play on my phone or I would do some homework 
because most of my friends were still uh, doing virtual school. I didn't have anybody there at the time. And then one time this person said to me, uh, do you want to talk? And uh, I was bored. I didn't have anything else to do. So I said, sure. Uh, we figured out we, that we both liked anime and, you know, we both liked different shows. And when I talked to him about these certain types of shows, it never got into depth. We we really kept it simple when i told him i uh when i told him that i like shows like blood blockade battlefront he said oh is it good i said yes he asked me what it was about i said oh it's uh it's about this dimension going into new york city and then there's aliens stuff like that and he said cool i'll add it to my list uh and then the same thing with him he said he he liked watching primal or uh uh, another show I forgot its name and he he would tell me the description he would keep it simple like oh uh, oh it's a really good show about this this and this and then I'd say cool I'll listen to that and I feel like that's uh, what people sometimes miss is that when you share a show with people uh, you don't try to get too in depth with it uh, and Another thing, actually, I have one question I'd like to ask you while you were talking about uh, how certain people have their own certain preference. <clears throat> uh, have you seen the show The Boondocks? Uh, the Boondocks. Heard of it. Haven't seen it yet. Uh, well, The Boondocks it is inspired by anime, but it's a show that I really like. And, and it's like kind of this... Uh, the satirical thing against black culture, you know, it's like the stereotypical show, a lot like South Park, where it like makes fun of these people. Not a lot as much as a wider range. I of think Park. I've seen it. It's a bit old, isn't it? It's not uh, yeah, recent. It's, it's, it's yeah, on the it older side. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. I yeah. know. I kind of like it. It's really good. It's really yeah. good. I like it. I've seen it, it. Yeah, and as you said, it's the name that you know escapes me. Oh. Yeah, it makes sense because some people confuse it with like Boondock Saints or something like that and it gets, you know. Uh, with that show, what I figured out and I was quite surprised is when I was watching it, a lot of people, uh, uh, it made fun of black people a lot. And uh, when I was talking with one of my, uh, one of my friends, uh, I started talking about the show because I didn't really care uh, if he got offended by me talking about the show then we could talk about it then while he was getting offended but I wanted to talk about the boondocks so I did but I was surprised because he he watched the boondocks too and he said that he liked it very much and when I got to know more and more of these types of people that the boondocks was making fun of these uh you know these african-american males or females like it went really off the rails with its jokes i i couldn't stop laughing and they, they'd always be like whoa you watch the boondocks too that's cool and and i started thinking to myself as like because i was so accustomed to the community on the internet that's like if you make fun of one person don't don't do that. Don't say anything remotely offensive or else you're a bad person. So when I, I didn't care at that point, I was going to talk about the boondocks. And then these people, uh, they, they started like talking about it with us. And I, I was I was happy. I was uh, I was also confused, too, at the same time. Uh, how come the show that was making fun of them uh, that they, they liked it? That I was taught that if you made fun of somebody, they, they can't take a joke. Uh, what I realized, however, is that 
it's not really about whether the show uh, is offensive or not. It's whether it's entertaining. A show like South Park or The Boondocks can be as offensive as they want to be uh, to anybody they want to be, as long as they provide a great narrative. Now, if somebody's doing something offensive, like I don't know if you've heard this uh, this controversy, maybe uh, about. Uh, the new witches movie uh you know the the book by rod Dahl, the same person who made charlie and the chocolate factory mm-hmm. yeah so they, he's making a movie called witches or witches witches yeah they made a movie i was thinking the witcher i was like ah oh, yeah that's a that's another thing that is an, it is on my list the witcher uh, and so you should. When, i should. You should read and play the games yeah I do have Xbox Game Pass, so you know I, I'll try. Uh, but when they when they released the movie, I heard this article. They're like, oh, people are getting offended because one of the scenes where the witches is ch- chasing the children, she kind of distorts her limbs and she she stretches out her arms and cracks her bones, and people thought that was offensive against people with a limb deficiency. And t- when I read that. Uh, I, I was kind of angry. I'm like, how could this show for children? Uh, uh, this it was made by a person from the 1990s. You know, it's, it's just like a simple thing about, you know, don't go near witches. Uh, how could it be offensive? And what I realized is that <clears throat> when I was watching it is that you can't entertain everybody. Okay, there's always going to be a show that will piss somebody off. Excuse my language. But uh, it really depends on you trying to find a medium. The key to a great show is finding something that everybody can relate to. And I feel like that's one of the things that the Boondocks uh, is famous for. Even though it makes fun of black people, it also does have some concepts that a black people can relate to and black people can laugh about and that's and i felt that was amazing even if i'm not uh black i still related to some of the situations they found themselves in and i thought they were hilarious yeah the, the by the way you know when you talk about these things you're basically branch into an entire other problem and an entire I don't know if it can be, it is a problem to be honest, it is. The uh, people getting offended about anything and everything these days. And at the head of this, of course, is always the United States. Many people, like you said, watch South Park and they have no problems with it. Many people watch his, you know, watch these things. If this is a movie that just got released somewhere, then people just watch it, think it's, you know, terrifying or it's good or it's bad or whatever. But because there is this current mentality of uh, you know uh, offensiveness being offended uh, many things being offended because someone called you a he or a she those are so so strange to me i can't i cannot wrap my hand around these things and yet you know about these mentalities and you know what, what i'm talking about it's basically people nitpicking and trying to see something if it is offensive or not and the result sometimes and on many occasions it impedes creativity it impedes you know good stuff from the bad like you said 
Boondocks, for example, came at the time where these things weren't mainstream. This whole movement kind of become huge and mainstream since around 2015. And you can see from 2015 and on, the list of shows that, you know, started being produced are too much uh, on the shove it down your throat kind of thing. And you can feel like it is unnatural. You know, someone is trying to create a story, just create a story. But it's a problem because they feel this pressure. They have to include now, you have to put, you have the person of color, you have to have the Asian, you have to have, by the way, where's the African? Where's my, my, where's my minority? <laughs> where's my minority? But that's the problem. Someone looks at me, but you were white. Yes, I'm white, but I'm African. Represent me. Oh, but you were represented by who? These are not me. I'm African. That's not the same. You see, you can even, even I can nitpick and go that way. And it's stupid. And it's absolutely fruitless. I am all for diversity. I am all for inclusiveness. But if you do it at the expense of others, if you are too afraid, it's going to hinder you, it's going to hinder the entire society, and it's especially if you're talking about art and everything. And by the way, it's getting to the animation. It's starting to seep over to Japan, because Japan, they are still kind of isolated from these things, but it is starting to get to them. Because Netflix is at the head of, you know, creating these things, and they're starting to inject their poison there. And I hate it. And you can't even talk about these things without sounding like, oh, you're probably a bigot, or you're a sexist, or you're this, or you're that, or you're that. An incel no. or a misogynist, or I've heard a lot of... Yeah, there is from... basically, yeah, you can have a list. You can have a list and check these and uh, be one of those. Oh, come on. I just want a good story. It doesn't matter what kind of good story that is. And I can list many stories from many movies, from many people from different backgrounds and cultures and everything and that's the thing with anime anime is actually inclusive you have the dark head you know the dark skins you have the white skins you have these you have that usually there's always someone from the united states there's someone from europe there's from Europe, from germany this have always have been happening in anime sometimes it's stereotypical but it's not meant to be racist it meant to be representing when they tell you you know that girl who has a uh, blonde hair and blue eyes it is representing someone from the states because usually in japan most people have black eyes and black hair it is their you know geez it's their evolution it's the way they look so in order to look in an animation to be looking different or to be looking from a foreign country she has to look that way and it's absolutely normal but guess what's going to be happening now Netflix is going to tell them, well, don't do that. Oh, because it's, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, you, you being raised. How? How? It's like a friend of mine who'd been, uh, you know, uh, he, we were watching some sort of a uh, documentary about, you know, inclusiveness and, uh, you know, the Asian minority. He was like, Asian minority? And, you know, Chinese minority? He was like, are they people, are these people crazy? Yes, Chinese minority in the United States. Well, the Chinese are by no means minorities. minorities. There's <laughs> there's a billion and there's almost almost let's just say almost figuratively because that's the way he puts it. There's almost two billion of us. We're not the minority, brother and sister. We're the majority, and you are the minority. 
So including us in your shows is insulting to us. You are stepping on us. You you know, you're making us little. You're standing up for us when we like you're giving yeah, us like, a voice. We're our own pity, voice. You know, it's like yeah. Yeah, it's a pity. Oh, you, you, we need to have the Asian. The Asian? Are you serious? The Asians will swarm you. There's two, three thousand of them, and then it's only one, one of you. It's insulting. As you can see, it goes both ways. So this is more harmful than good. I am all in favor of creating authentic, great stories. And if someone only sees what I see, a sea of black, for example, or brown skins, then trust me, that's the characters that are going to be in my story are the people that I live with. I'm not going to be including someone from China. I've never seen someone from China, quote unquote. You know, I did, they work here. But you can understand this. It's not people that live with us. And in the United States, it is fine to include the people that are around you. It's your imagination. But if you try to mend the story to be inclusive, mend the story to have to include this type of character or that type of character and his uh, you know orientation should be this or that usually you're going out of your way it's unnatural and people are going to be feeling it you can have this i already had this entire conversation when we were talking about a video game called the last of us the last of us 2 to be honest the last of us felt natural felt amazing and it already had you know uh ellie who was gay it was fine no one asked questions she was what she was it was fine it was part of the story and to me the last of us was one of the best that came in the recent years but the last of us too you play it and you can feel from the story that there is some uh, shoving down my throat kind of mentality mm -hmm. and that i am not a big fan of i don't know if you know the game if you played it if you heard about the controversy but yeah <clears throat> yeah. Some of it, some of it was buried down in memes, and I hate that that part of uh, the culture too. Because instead of having a constructive, you know, conversation about the entire thing, we have memes upon memes upon memes. And I love memes, by the way, I do. But to bury a conversation in just memes of you know having Abby with muscles bigger than her head is just stupid. Because that's not the focus. It's the story that is the focus. We can talk about the story, exactly. what we liked and we disliked, but we don't do such things. And I hope, I keep hoping that this is not going to influence uh, Japan. That's the one thing that made us like anime. It's because they are living in their own little world. They're creating their own story that inspires them. And the result is something unique. We've watched thousands of these things and we've watched so many shows and films and all those things. So it is always a breath of fresh air. So, you know, to some people, when they see, like you said, Avatar, it is something revolutionary for them. But we've seen at least 20 other Avatars. I mean, you can, you can name Dragon Ball Z, you can name Naruto, you can name One Piece, you can name Bleach, you can name so many other mainstream anime that are just like Avatar. Same story structure, same type of character and supporting characters. It's just that for these people, it's Avatar new. is the entry. It's something new, yeah. it's something fresh. For me, 
I've been looking and seeing this forever. I also had some sort of a, uh, a podcast that also was talking about The Matrix, for example. And the guy who was talking about The Matrix also was talking about how the structure of the movie was and how unique, you know, having this main character and having, you know, the type of cast that is supporting him, like for Morpheus and Trinity and all those uh, characters. And he was surprised when I told him that this is actually the norm in anime. You have the main protagonist and you have many supporting him. You know, many with him that are supporting, uh, you know, his story and everything. These are the support cast. And that's how anime works. And that's how the Wachowski brothers kind of got the idea. It was from Ghost in the Shell. They watched it. They liked it so much that they wanted to create something similar. And they have it. Of course, people who only watch The Matrix, absolutely revolutionary. For me, it was just like things that I've watched years prior. It's like I said at the end of the day, it all is convoluted and complicated. Exactly, yeah. Uh, like you said, uh, I do remember watching... Have you heard of Steven Universe? You probably have, but have you watched it? Steven Universe? Probably not. Uh, What's well, the uh, premise? Uh, well, the uh, premise is it's pretty strange. It's on the anime levels of like plot complexity. It's basically these rocks from space. Uh, they come down from this advanced society and uh, uh, they can project their bodies uh, and one of the rocks decided to procreate with one of the humans making this rock slash human hybrid how that works I'm still trying to figure out to this day uh, well, it's imaginary it doesn't really matter some things you should probably not look too much into too much nitpicking and you start questioning yeah. how the guy is floating in midair and you know, how the guy transforms his hair, you know, by by yelling, he, his hair goes from, you know, black to yellow to blue to all those things. So, yeah, you should probably not question too much and nitpick. Yeah. And so, and within the, the show, when I started watching it, a lot of the people, uh, uh, you had one side that was extreme about it, mostly like people that were composed of LGBTQ and allies. And then you had the people who hated it were like, oh, who what it was happened? Weird. Uh, what well, happened already? <laughs> well, the show, the premise starts with uh, all the gems are females. And so one of the gems, when they figured out in one of the episodes, was a fusion of two rocks, two female rocks who liked each other. And then that just like exploded this whole debate. Uh, and I remember w watching it, I uh, watching it from the beginning. Uh, I liked the show for what it was. And but then when this community came out and started talking about the LGBTQ, I liked how the LGBTQ was represented at the middle of the show. But as it started defining what the show was, as you said, it can hinder creativity, and that's what I felt it did. But at first, it was natural uh, uh, when they told us that these pe these rocks were gay for each other. I didn't even question. No matter how bizarre, if you told a normal person, uh, a person who hasn't watched the show, oh, these uh, it's about rocks who are gay. Uh, they'd be weirded out by it, maybe disturbed by it. Uh, but I, I kind of went for it. But as it came throughout the show. Uh, 
the, I guess the creator, I don't know, but I believe that the creator took light of this and decided that of course this would did. define their show. Because as you know, fans do tend to define how the show develops. And so the LGBTQ, all this representation started feeling out of place. They started uh, jumping in, pushing all these different things in here. And even I started getting weirded out by it. I was fine with it before. And then after a while, I started dropping it. I watched the last episode just to see, you know, how it ended. But other than that, uh, I cut off from it. And... What I guess I'm saying is that most people, uh, what they view a show, they, you have people that view it for what it is in terms of, uh, oh, its its plot is this, this, and this. Here are the characters, this and this. And then you have the other side who view the message that's within it, the representation, uh, what the show's saying. And both sides can go either way. But if I'm talking to a person, I'd rather talk to a person uh, who can balance the two out because if you take to if you watch something at too much of a surface level uh it's not as engaging but if you talk to somebody who maybe perhaps uh, all they see is the message and the representation then they can suck all the fun out of it so you have to take the surface level of the animation with the message you have to you have to take what the show's telling you at surface level that these rocks came from outer space and uh, they they have fights and they can fuse together like in Dragon Ball, but you also have to take in the 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 themes like betrayal and uh, LGBTQ uh, themes representation. But if you if you choose to pick one side and that's the main focus of this is if you choose to pick one side when it comes to watching a show then you're never gonna find peace with watching a show because there'll always be some part missing within when you're watching a show take the best of both worlds yeah i mean there is uh, a problem here is that the planets have more than seven billion people and it appears that Amongst the 7 million people, there is a country called America. In America, there's around 300 to 3 or 35, not 35, 350. No, no, 300 million. I think it's around almost 350 million. But still, let's just say 300. In those 300, there is a minority. That minority called LGBTQ. Let's just call it a majority. Because people are going to be offended if I say minority. Let's call it the majority. Okay? Even if the, the entire country of the United States is LGBTQ, and it's fine. They want to be, they can be, it's fine. The problem is, you can't impose your mentality on the entire planet. And that's the problem that is currently happening. They want to impose their entire mentality on the entirety of the planet. And they think they're doing good, but they are not. They're doing more bad than good. We just talked about the uh, Chinese example. That's offensive. You think you're doing good, you're not doing good, you're doing bad. If you're doing something naturally that have, you know, uh, Asians in it because a friend of yours is Asian and you did this, then it's fine. It's absolutely fine because you got inspired because the story you're making is authentic and it's going to be good. And it doesn't matter what things people are going to say because the story is already unfolding in your head. 
one of the uh, <clears throat> manga creators, we've been questioned, you know, how does he come up with the stories in his uh, uh, manga or, you know, for the anime? And he said, these are characters that are becoming, you know, quite alive in my head. I just let them live their life. I create a premise and they live their life in my head. And I just imagine the story just as they're living day to day. And that's how things work. So if you go and influence with his entire process, the result is going to be bad. And at a certain, it is, because I'm talking about the creative narrator, to be honest, by, by, by the by. And because his editors kind of influence the way he writes his manga or draws his manga, it kind of stressed out. And because it got stressed out, instead of a masterpiece, you have narrative that is really good, but it is filled with things that shouldn't be there. Many will argue that the entire war is stupid. The last arc of the series is absolutely stupid. And we have to think that it just it dragged too much. The concept is fine. It was ultimately leading to that. And it just dragged too much. And then you go and educate yourself on how manga gets created, how it gets published, you know, who influenced what. Well, you realize why. Because it's the most popular manga at the time, it was always the number one. Well, the publishers were like, uh, you know what? We want more. The more you give us, the better. The more money we make. And of course, when money gets involved, you know that things are not going to be uh, as <laughs> good as they should. So there you have it. It's the same type of influence. If you everything you see that has... Uh, sex in it you insert yourself in them and you start getting offended and you start you, you think someone should switch to something guess what most often than not that could probably lead to something bad rather than something good and you just said it it started as a good thing pure and then it turned out into this uh, you know uh, rubbish fest so to say and that's not good that's absolutely not good. That's the things that not are not supposed to happen. There is something called justice, and justice is for not for all. And when there is places where you shouldn't be there, you should not be there. Just because I don't know, just because someone is trans, for example, uh, well, let's talk about Ellen Page. Recently turned to Elliot Page. This was on the news and everything. And I didn't know, because I, don't know, I do not live in the United States. I absolutely have no idea what this LGBTQ stuff is. I'm African. I am barely trying to survive my life, trying to get some bread, some water, you know, to, to just live. And then this person visits my country, and I call her she, or call her her, and she gets offended. Whose fault is this? Mine? I've no idea. I have no idea. I'm just trying to barely live my life. Are you, are you going to be getting offended, getting angry, and correcting me? I'm a man. My name is Elliot. Or are you just going to be letting it slide? Because obviously letting it slide is the logical option. Yes. Uh, you know, option. Because these are people who are starving. 
These are people who are just trying to get some food and some water. And of course, I'm talking about a scenario that could happen because actually Elliot Page does have such humanitarian work. Elliot Page does go visit other countries. And if someone that watched Inception recognizes Elliot Page as her past self, or his past self, even I am having current problems, you know, uh, referring to they as what they want. Imagine if I was just having this conversation with him. He will be furious. I am having trouble. I am understanding the situation. I'm completely, you know, understanding the entire thing. But even I am having problems because absolutely English is not my first language. And my brain is, you know, having trouble trying to create correct phrases. So as you can see, you cannot do these things the way that you want. The community that keeps getting angry at everything and anything is never going to be good. Well, we already see these things, but we are voices that cannot be heard. It is only their voices that are heard. And of course, it is easy to label us as haters. You know, it's just every time someone, I just have a conversation and it's like, oh, you're hating. I'm not hating, man. Yesterday, I didn't have the electricity on my house. I can't be hating, man. There's, there's no room for me to hate. I don't have the time to think like someone who needs to hate. I don't have that luxury. We're fighting the COVID currently. You know, we're trying to survive in the sea of ignorance of people who don't wear masks, for example. Well, I don't have the time to be labeling someone as a he or a she or a they. It is a luxury for me. It's like, you know, uh, being absolutely starved for water and uh, food and someone is debating whether they give you a can of Pepsi or some bread. It's absolutely weird. Absolutely. But again, this is a complicated conversation. And as ignorant as I, I try to have no opinion on it. If you ask me, I can give you some honest thoughts. But out of respect, I try to be leaving myself as out of this as possible. I hate when stories that I like get defiled by such controversies. When you see something good that turns into bad, it just pains you. But at the end of the day, we are small fish in an ocean. There is absolutely nothing we can do to change. Because we are the majority, actually, we're not the minority. If I was the minority, I would be that voice crying for change and people are trying to 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 tell you know they need justice they need equality but since we are the majority we are the straight we are the normals then we are not supposed to, to speak we are people. it's a lot yeah we're just we are just the people it's absolutely a strange situation that like i said needs experts in the domain to decipher it and it seeps everywhere Absolutely everywhere. Exactly. I, I actually like that perspective where uh well we have separate perspectives where I'm I'm more occupied with the whole thing happening with the representation and uh how people live their lives, how they how they talk to one another and how they do such things. And as you said Maybe from your perspective, you're more focused on surviving, uh, staying alive. Uh, then you may be on uh, 
what one person is saying about a show or what one person saying about another person's race. Uh, it's common decency that uh, we take into account uh, the types of things that we think about other people, the certain things that we assign other people. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that when it comes to figuring about uh, figuring out whether we're straight or we're white or whether we like this show or we don't or even this ties into animation uh, whether animation is better than live action or live action uh, actors and actresses are better than animation it all just comes down to uh, seeing through each other's eyes and sometimes that's impossible to do uh, the closest it's like the ever... voice actors that are behind these characters are not doing the work they are not there in the studio trying to act almost exactly as you do they just don't have a camera on their faces so this entire argument is weird and like you said there are people who keep saying it oh i prefer you know live action what do you think these voice actors are doing are they just you know having holding a sheet and reading it no they're trained actors they are trained in the domain they actually do more work because every actor that gets in into interview that does voice work for some sort of an animated character says the same thing it's not easy it's not the same it's different and it is acting so if you get into this a bit deep you'll realize that the entire thing is just moot it's pointless to say these things but live action is better than this that is better than that always stupid and we turn into a circle it's a funnel and it all funnels to psychology or psychology or psychology <laughs> all funnels to that aspect of the human nature if i may may i cycle back to one thing uh you as know, you wish of course <laughs> thank you uh as as we are talking about uh, the different opinions that come into animation and how abstract the world is when it comes to uh, all these different themes and messages uh, if there were one thing to, that differentiates animation from live action other than of course animation being animated and live action being full of actors and cgi and sorts what would be one thing that gives animation that unique touch creativity wise yeah it's that's the thing it's creativity and creativity needs to be pure needn't to be touched by anything anything we talked about some uh, specific subject but creativity is creativity it's if you get influenced by anything we talked about naruto for example being influenced by basically money money greedy corporations needing money and money kind of made it lesser than it should be even death note many argue that there are many episodes in it that shouldn't be there when a certain character dies no spoilers obviously they were like okay you should have stopped here or something and the entire stretch was just unnecessary and then when you look it up it's always the same it is. when you needed one season or two you have people yelling down at you mid fourth season we need five season and it's just meh i mean we have stuff like one piece and uh, i think conan is almost getting, getting finished because detective detective conan should be finishing soon 
because the manga finished and it finished in the most absurd ways possible because it's funny when you look at it we grew up with it some people were in school when we started watching it i don't know when did it start 1996 1997 or something and it is still running in 2020 that's a bit too much <laughs> that's a bit too much and uh yeah i don't know again i think my opinion here uh, doesn't really matter because i'm not an expert on the domain it needs someone who's studied these kind of things to give you a better opinion but for me i do like to watch these shows and i do like to watch shows that are coming straight from the creator's mind these worlds that they create are amazing and the second they get influenced by something they get tainted and i hate it on the contrary i believe that even though studies into animation and where certain things can improve your argument i do believe that a huge part of where uh, somebody's eligibility could come from is just as an audience member just as a watcher as you said you enjoy these magical worlds that you find yourself into you enjoy these uh, these new ideas that these creators come up to just like I enjoy uh, the the creators uh, and their works like right now I this dipper hat was far more ex uh, expensive than i i would have ever thought to buy a normal hat for but just because mainly it was a hat inspired from one of the characters from one of my favorite shows i was willing to spend that that oh the people that made it knows that you're gonna you're willing to spend extra on it oh trust me oh they know are oh, they are greedy and they know and they, they know about your passion and they will exploit it we're back to the same point they know they exploit it. People love Naruto. Let's make it 100 or 200 more episodes. I mean, I didn't watch the uh, the anime. What Naruto? I did watch the anime. Uh, the first one, Naruto, I did watch the anime because we didn't have that much, you know. Internet-wise, I didn't have internet. You know, I was, it was at the time where it was only Naruto. You just buy the DVD and watch every single episode you find. So I even watched the fillers. That was 220 and uh, episode 110 i think or something you should have stopped there because the rest of it is entirely filler after filler after filler no connection to the story no advancement whatsoever until naruto shippuden comes in and in naruto shippuden there's a ton of fillers that you escape so i kind of watched like 10 or 20 21st episodes and i finished just finished watching the manga because the manga was like a year or two ahead of the anime at the time so I couldn't really be connected. But I actually only recently watched the anime, continued where I was, uh, where I did stop. And in, in, in order to do so, I had to bring up a list of fillers. You know, the list of episodes that I should specifically skip. skip. Just to watch the story that I read in the manga. And it was well made, to be honest. It was just that a bit too much of greed. Should have been a bit exactly. shorter than this. Do you think it's quite possible to separate money from the creativity of a creator's work? Uh, repeat the question. Do you think it's I was reading quite... the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's quite possible to 
separate greed or money away from the purity of a creator's work? Or do you think no matter what will happen, there will be some sorts of greed incorporated in, in, the, in the writer's uh, world? Even a little bit. Do you think there will be at least one show, maybe in the near future, that will be untainted? Of course there will be. There's definitely going to be some. The problem is, the people who make these shows need money. And where there's money, there's greed. Yes, you can make it. There are already things that are made that are just amazing. One season, uh, I don't know, 20 episodes, that's it. You will not get more. And it's perfect and it's amazing. However, because it's greed, you will not find such thing possible because you are just a part of a bigger cog. And in order to make your things work, you know, to abide by their rules and you will have to do this. Some people need to draw their female characters and male characters in a sexualized way just to sell toys later and others have to make more episodes. And also, let's not forget about the consumers because my friend here on my chat is telling me about these things and he's got a point. I mean, many of us can argue that mainstream music is trash music. And yet we keep listening. The most popular music, the most money-making music, is not the one that you think is good. It's the one that everyone listens to. And you know it's trash, and yet it's get supported. When someone, you know, have this underground, I don't know, metal group that is just rising, they will have extreme troubles because it's not mainstream, it's not pop music. It's not like Taylor Swift, it's not like, uh, you know, uh, the new uh, stuff that is happening. And most of it, even the people that listen to it, they will just tell you it's bad. It's like junk food. You know it's bad, you still consume it. And all of these things are just, yeah, problematic. That's not a sustainable business model. Yeah, exactly what my friend here is saying. I mean, at the end of the day, you can try to create something that is as faithful as possible to your vision, but it's business. Exactly what it says. Business is business. And you will not be able to escape the system. Unless you're some sort of a wealthy person that has a vision. And these things usually are not get together, getting together. But yeah, coming back to, it's just also, I don't know, the consumers need to have a sort of a level. And you can't just keep watching these things. I mean, even in anime, to be honest, there's way too much trash currently in the anime. Let's just face it. So the reality, there's way exactly. too much trash. There's way too much the same type of stories, the same type same of characters. Too yeah. much and fan all, service, too much yeah, filler. Always about fan service. It's the same characters. You know, the, the archetypes are always there. And every time I start watching an animation, I'm like, okay, this is good. Nope, this is not good. You can, at the end of the day, you can count the amazing anime that you watched in the recent five to 10 years on your hands from Demon Slayer to Mob Psycho to, uh, you know, just they're, they're right there to One Punch Man, for example. One Punch Man season two is absolutely rubbish. The first season was amazing, so amazing that comedian Bill Burr even talked about this. The second season is so trash, you're like, what the heck is going on? So yeah, 
and it's business nightmare. It went through the not the time is development hell is for video games, but it went through that for the anime. Unless you're Elon Musk, yeah. Now we were talking about Elon Musk earlier, but yeah, we wish that. I, to be honest, I wish that Elon Musk could fund some sort of a studio, one of those really like Madhouse or one of those well-known studios, and he's like, okay, you know what? I want a really amazing story, no cuts, no publicity, no commercials, nothing. I just want something really amazing. Just make it happen, and it should be should be good. The archetypes are not the problem, and uh, yeah, I do. I do apologize. I keep bringing uh, the chat's conversation to the podcast, but it is what it is. But yeah, what do you think? Yeah, the lazy writing is also a thing. I mean, the lazy writing also kind of funnels into the consumer type of things like the, you know just give me I want to consume and this is what creates lazy writing because if your consumers are tasteful consumers they will not let you pass with fan service and stupid archetype episodes and everything but if they let you if they like such things well guess what more of these rubbish shows are coming out every day I mean, Japan is good, but Japan is also filled with stupid stuff like that, sadly. We want, we all want for this industry to mature. But at the end of the day, it's abided by money and some other mentalities that we hate. I think, can you hear me? If you're talking currently, I cannot hear you. It would appear that you have some oh, audio. Yeah. Oh, there we I, go. Yeah, there we go, yes. Uh, as you said, uh, with the lazy writing and how it, it's influenced by greed and archetypes, uh, you and me, we both like to analyze works. We both like to look at stuff and see what it truly has to offer, what the creators have to offer. But other people, when they when they watch shows, and that's not particularly a bad thing. They want to see something maybe at the end of the day, maybe from coming back to school or work, something that will make them laugh or make them feel good, make them sad or make them cry. And that's all the show is at the end of it, is trying to get the uh, give the audience what they want. And that's all it will ever be. The creator's vision can be as big as they want it to be. It can be as spectacularly planned as it uh, if it, it it can be as spectacularly planned as they plan it to be. But something at, of the sort, yeah. Yeah, something of the sort. I'm sorry. I'm like in the middle of a, a brain fart right now. But at the end of it, the creator's vision is still a small piece within such a big industry. But even though this is a sad and harsh reality about animation, uh, it's still a small price to pay for what 
creators have to offer because even though we have rubbish show after rubbish show there's still a diamond within the rough there's still some sort of gem some sort of jewel within all this garbage and uh, i'll continue watching as much garbage as i have to to get to that jewel yeah or not me i do watch the first and second episode sometimes not even the 10 minutes of uh, an anime but like i said i see the new releases i check it out if it's good it's good if it's not good I will just move on with my life. I mean, recent example was the Tower of God. Amazing. Loved it. God of High School. No, thank you. Not a big fan. Some liked it. I don't. It was just too generic for me. Too like so much things we've already experienced in the past. And it appears um, a friend of mine who really liked it and watched it, he was like, he went bonkers later. Which kind of got me interested to see what went wrong, but at the end of the day, the beginning, the three or fourth episodes that uh, that I watched, I just didn't like. It was just too similar to many other shows. Uh, if there were one thing, and I'm asking this not just for the podcast, but personally for me, because uh, I I've reached my 100th anime uh, a few weeks ago, so yay. Congratulations. And I just know I have so many more anime to watch. And I want one tip from you. When it comes to picking out anime, when do you know if there's anything? Because as you said, we've discussed this for like an hour and a half now about how people are different. And in turn, shows will be different. But is there one universal tool we can use? To figure out a good show when we see it? Absolutely. There's two things. Maybe three. We'll get to them. Number one, don't listen to other people's... Not uh, not praising something. Because praise is good. It means that they like something that they are passionate about. That you can listen to. But when they tell you something is trash, it's bad, don't listen to them. Go judge for yourself. Because sometimes that trash will become your own gem. It becomes the something that you just needed. Second, it depends on your current mood. We've talked about this earlier. It is all about what you have in mind, what you have feeling right now, the current situation that you are in. Game of Thrones is an amazing show, but Game of Thrones came out of the wrong time for me. I didn't have the brain power to watch it. It just didn't work for me. Shingeki no Kyojin was the same. It wasn't at the same or the right time. So just watch the things that you want to watch at the time. Don't be like the uh, average, oh, I'm a shonen guy, I'm a shoujo guy. Just watch anything. It doesn't really matter. Some people like Noblesse. People don't like, others don't like Noblesse. I see it. I'm just going to be watching the first episode. I'm not even going to be reading the synopsis. It just, because sometimes judging the book by its cover is bad for you. Most often than not, some shows that I thought were going to be absolutely trash became my favorite. Because when I first saw them, I either saw a trailer or watched the, or read the description. And the description was not something that I wanted to see. It was just like, nah, I don't, I don't know. But watching the first episode, oh, come on, I have... 
more than a few, but the, the problem is I am a absolutely weak with names. Let me give you an example. My Hero Academia. Ah, come on. Here's another Dragon Ball Z. And it is, to be honest, it is another Dragon Ball Z. It's the same archetypes, it's the same story development, it's the hero that is weak, but will become eventually as strong as ever. He has this, you know, the special something, just like Naruto, just like Bleach, just like uh, you can name the few other 10 or 20 that uh, mainstream shonen. He has the same things. It's the guy who's in high school, he has the hidden power, the hidden power manifests when he's emotionally stressed. It's the same thing. But that's not the that's not the thing. The execution of the anime that made it fun. When it was first starting to become really popular, I looked at it and it was like, okay, oh, this is oh, they're in the uh, this is the part where they're fighting in the arena. I see. I can tell you who's going to be winning and who's going to be losing, just based on the drawing of their character. But you know what? I said, okay, when I'm ready, I'm just going to watch it. I know many people liked it, so I'm going to give it a shot. When I gave it a shot, it's fine. I still can determine what's going to be happening in the story based on the many others that I've watched, it goes without saying. It's not as good, as suspenseful as, let's just say, Death Note, for example. It doesn't have the twists that you do not expect. So you can't put it on the top high of the list. You can't put it with Dragon Ball Z because Dragon Ball Z created this. That's the problem. You can't put it with Naruto because Naruto also created the mainstream. When they say Naruto is mainstream, Naruto created the mainstream. That was the one that raised the bar. And then there are others that were like it. That's the thing. So you can put those in the higher up in the list, but you can't put this, even though it's really good, you can't put because it's the same. It's just like a book of rules they are following. That's why currently I am more into the you know, the archetype of One Punch Man, for example. You have this absolutely invincible, powerful being that is a human that no one can defeat. You know that no one is going to be able to defeat, but it is such an interesting concept now because to get away. Yeah, to get away from the fact that he's going to be starting weak and this guy's going to beat him and he's going to be training and then he's going to be becoming powerful. At the end of the day, he's going to be as powerful as the universe and then all of a sudden, Naruto becomes Boruto, and for some reason, Sasuke now doesn't even have know how to use his, you know, uh, sword for some reason. He's always running out of mana as a gamer, you know. He can't use one or two of his abilities, and he's already tired. You know, a few episodes ago, in uh, the ending of Naruto Shippuden, he was destroying universes and gods and everything. So it's strange when you see these transitions it's just dumb but yeah you just watch and don't read watch when you need to watch when you have the mood when you feel like it you just go and watch something don't read descriptions most often not they're not these descriptions are bad because if you start watching something if you tell me to go watch uh, you know Violet Evergarden now I'm like well, that's that's not for me but since I just went and watched it, without description, without anything, I really, really, really liked it. It was well made, and I really liked the development of the character. But the description is not me. So evade such things. And just go with open mind. At the end of the day, the things that you are not going to be liking are going to be apparent in the first one or two episodes. 
sometimes in the first, you know, minutes. You just see something and you're like, no, no thank you. I see the animations of uh, Black Clover, for example, the way they're animating the show, and I'm like, no, no thank you. Watched many episodes, they start a fight, it's basically cardboard cutouts, I stopped it right then and there. It's not for me, I'm not going to be wasting my time, that is valuable, on something like this. It's just basically a cash grab at this. You know, the manga is popular in Japan, let's make an animation that just yeah, makes us more money. And let's not even put enough work in it, because we have Boruto that is also failing, that we need to focus all our resources on it. And now it appears that the Boruto owner, you know, the original IP owner, the guy that created Naruto, is stepping in. He's like, you guys butchered this. <laughs> it's so bad, I need to step in and try to make amends. That's how bad it is currently. And it's funny, I sometimes do get into a heated argument with the kids, so to say, that just starting watching someone in the episode of one of the most abysmal animations in Black Clover. It's well known, you can see many videos, YouTube videos about it. Basically, just it's like someone who's holding some stick figurine and moving it with their hands. There's no animation there. And he's telling me it's one of the best animations that he, he ever seen. Like, oh, come on, here's the weep. <laughs> oh, here's, the, here's, the real, here's the real deal. That I can't even discern something good for something bad. So yeah, these are my three rules for watching an anime. And if you use them correctly, you most often than not discover amazing stuff. Because you can just use, you can just judge a book by its cover and you'll never like it. You start reading it, and there you have it. It's something that is amazing. You know, I, I came into this podcast with the mindset uh, that uh, from like social media and all these different opinions I've heard from all my different friends and peers uh, on how to watch a show. And it got more complex and more confusing the more I got into it. But uh, to the point where when I wanted to watch an anime, I'd spend hours or an hour looking at just like browsing through Netflix or browsing through uh, a streaming service I wouldn't click on anything I just look at the thumbnail for hours on end and, uh, and I've been there trust me I've been there and then I come into this podcast uh, and now I'm told uh, just watch what you want to and I feel like this is a big relief for me uh, I feel like I finally got a weight off my shoulder so I, I thank you for that my pleasure. Again, it's just, like I said, because of this, it's, it's a mood. Some people are in a better mood, they can be watching Shingeki no Kyojin, but you're not in a better mood. Maybe you need something that, you know, that you can relate to. You're in a certain spot in your life that maybe, just maybe, that romance anime, that slice of life, that most of your friends are going to be laughing at you when you watch, is what you need. You just connect with, and then you jump straight to some sort of a demon slayer, for example. From this to entirely that, it's just because you are ready, your mind is there. I remember watching the first episode of Demon Slayer. It was just what I needed. The animation was great, the art style was great, the music was there, and it just started the, the story just what I wanted. At the same time, you can compare it to Shingeki no Kyojin, no problem. 
they are on the same level they really go both good it just i couldn't watch this one but i could watch that one there is no explanation there's no need for me to tell you this is better than that one there's no need for me to claim that one is better than the other it was just that it was just a question of who i am and my current mood so you just should do the same i mean you can bring a list of the animations and you should just click and watch start watching something you will be hooked instantly on and others you will just leave immediately but when you leave these out these shows you leave with a conviction when i ask you why didn't you like samurai 7 you're like it wasn't my style i didn't like it at the time maybe it's good it's probably good i felt that it's good but at the time i wasn't ready to watch it i just needed something more calm something more tame i just needed something to you know let my brain focus on i didn't want to have another astronomical fight with characters that have this extreme ability powers because i'm also watching my hero academia and that fixes right there you know stuff like that and you'd probably be fine thank you very much uh for for the tips uh i do actually have one question that I've been thinking for the entire uh, podcast, even before I started this podcast, it was one of the first questions I had in my mind uh, because okay. I'm trying to figure Shoot. it out for a while. Hopefully you can help me with this now. Do Can shows be incorporated and in how we live our lives? For example, we all know that shows have their own messages and themes and relatabilities, characters that make us feel, characters not that make us feel not so much, uh, things like this. But should shows stay in their place as something to merely watch and to enjoy for what it is? Or should it be, uh, should the lessons from a show be incorporated in how we live? Should it be more than what a show is usually seen as? No longer Otherwise, a show, but more as a guide. Guide is a bit of an extreme word. Should you watch something and cry? Yes. Should you connect to a character? Yes. Should that character influence you? Absolutely. Do you want me to give you an example? We just said Matrix. These are people that watched gay, you know, uh, stuff like Akira, Ghost in the Shell, and others. They were heavily influenced by them. People who tell you that these shows should stay just as shows are lying to themselves. It is inspiration for your life, for the most positive. Maybe you want to get into animation now. That's the fuel that you need. That's right there. That's the inspiration that you need to maybe write something, just, just a small essay for your school. That's where you get your inspiration. So should you get into them and have them as, like I said, the guide is too extreme? Yes, why not? But if you want to become like Naruto and spit fire from your mouth, yeah, no, 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 no. Would you do you do you do the Naruto run? No, please don't. No, don't. Are you gonna be dressing like uh, Midoriya from you know My Hero Academia? You probably should not. You're gonna be having people laughing at you unless you're in a convention called Genres, and yeah. you're cosplaying and there is only other people like you cosplaying then it's fine yeah. and cosplay is also something inspiring it's hard work and it's something good but 
I do remember one time in school. I came to school. I haven't watched all of Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> so let me cut you here. A friend of mine is in the chat and he's telling me one of our friends actually did the Naruto. I'm like, oh God. It's even, the creator even explained, it's not a run. It's just because he thought that the shinobi, the ninja, he, you know, when he draws the, them, he, they have their kunais and their weaponry basically in the pockets in their pants, those attached things, you know, in the accessory stuff, bags in the... So it's easier know. to grab them out. Yeah. So basically they run that way, not because it's aerodynamics, it's actually, for him, it's actually slower to run that way. Yeah, they just run that way because it's easier, like you said, to access their weaponry and use them. That's the only explanation that he came up with. That's how he was thinking his brain. And yet, it was absolutely taken out of context. So if it is, if that's what you want to take from anime, then basically that's basically that's going to be making you weeable. But if you take life lessons from anime, if there are things that you connect with, absolutely, absolutely. I've known many that decided not to commit suicide because of anime, because of they watch that season of that anime that just made them want to live. They want to see more. They want to become something else. That's good. That's not bad. That's something that is, should be emphasized on. Because I know that there are people around that you've probably seen or talked to that were like, oh, no, no, no. I just, you know what? I'm just watching that show as a show. I will never incorporate it. I'll never get invested in. And yet, easily, you can, uh, evenly, you can easily see so many examples from movie producers, from actors, to, you know, animation people, they were all influenced by something in their own field. Movie directors being inspired by movies and becoming the movie directors because of that. Or like, I don't know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who saw this bodybuilder in a magazine. He wanted to become like him. Also, he watched a movie and he wanted to become an actor, go to the United States. His entire life was centered around that. And he became one of the most successful human beings. That's something good. Always look for it because it will give you what sometimes life can't. That support that you needed. I would. It, I already told you earlier, I didn't get into slice of life anime because I needed that fix. It came at a time where I needed that in my life. It was like an experience that I needed to experience to answer some questions in my head. So it was good and it made me in a better place but i moved on from that and now i'm back to liking action stuff <laughs> so yeah that is my answer i'm satisfied with that answer uh do you have any other questions for me uh absolutely for now not really all right i think uh, we we did what we needed to do here yeah so what I got from this, please correct me if I, if I didn't portray the message we're trying to portray. Uh, so basically, people are different in their own rights. They have their own interests and their own hobbies. So when they watch a show, nothing's really considered good or bad. It's just in the matter of perspective. When it comes to watching a show, some things can be related and some things can make you feel good and cry but they shouldn't be used as a guide. They should merely yeah. be used as a basis on which 
to implement some things into your life. They can be like a cool breeze or a cool fresh of air outside. They can let you see different things in a new light and they can help you uh, live the life that you want to live. I, I don't know if that's over-exaggerating it a bit, but you can, you can fix me after I'm done. No, no. That's basically the, uh, that's basically the uh, message overall. We shouldn't take this way too serious, obviously, but at the same time, we shouldn't just have it as something of a breeze. Like I said, it is good to normalize these things. This just shows, you know, simplify things. Being someone who watches anime doesn't make us special. We like everyone else. Someone likes to read book. Someone likes to watch anime. It's the same thing. You don't need to become holier than thou because you watch anime or you don't watch anime. And you need to be, you know, if someone is telling you about something, just tell them normally. Don't be cringe about these things. That is what the kids these days. But at the same time, it is always good to be inspired by something. You never know where the inspiration comes from. And we're not talking about someone who's creating some sort of a story or an art. It's just someone who's living their life. It's just always good to see certain things. It's stimulation for your brain. So it could be something as small as seeing, I don't know, another country to maybe something as big as being influenced to take a career path. Because many people don't know their purpose in life. It is something that is common. But if you see something that you really like and you decide to engage, well, that's good. That's not bad. But you shouldn't just overdo it. That's all there is to it. And there is a lot of people that you probably also know, we talked about this, that overdoes it. And they don't know that they're being socially awkward and they're just making people, adding more fuel to the fire and... Uh, making people go away from what they like instead of being attracted to what they like i have to be honest that's me sometimes but you know i try it's fine i was there trust me i was there so before we end would you like to say anything to maybe anybody who may see this podcast or listen to this what, what would be one tip to like getting into animation or shows in general Watch Death Note. No, it's not serious. <laughs> Actually, I don't know why, but it's the recommendation. I don't know. Many people who, uh, you know, feel like their anime is just simple, dumb stories usually get surprised by Death Note and they actually do start watching anime because of that. So, to be honest, I said it as a joke, but it's actually a good reference. To me personally, I do like to recommend Ghost in the Shell as well, but, and some others, but... It all depends, like I said before, on the person. But keep the conversation serious, normal, simple. You know, it's something that you do. People like it, fine. People don't like it, you don't care. If those people care about you, they would be like normal. You know, it's just a conversation. I don't like to watch anime. No one cares. You know, you can even talk about certain stories in the anime. They will engage with you. By the end of the day, they are not going to be watching them. But the people who are bullying you because of this, those are people that you shouldn't associate with them. You shouldn't get into arguments with them. There's no need because you're just adding fuel to the fire again. Yeah, you know, if someone is calling you a weeb, it's usually to insult you. It's an insult, it's not a compliment. Unless it's coming from your fellow peers 
who also watch the same things that you do, are into the same hobbies that you do, then us, it's fine. But if it's someone from your neighboring class or from your own class that is trying to call you a weeb, then you either put up the courage and punch them in the mouth, put them in their own spot, or just ignore them altogether. That's how it works. That's how life. There's always going to be people who will bully others. There's always going to be people who try to make fun of you. And most often than not, when we are young, we don't understand that these people have issues. They have problems in their lives. They have abusive parents. They're living in bad situations. And they're just trying to, you know, become something that they are not, or they're trying to vent on you. You know, they need to be, you know, uh, the leaders, which is dumb. I mean, my usual answer to these guys is a headbutt to the nose, but you can't do that all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. It's hard being human, but shows make it a little bit better. Indeed. Well, that's the end of this podcast. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. And maybe if you're seeing this, I hope this uh, influences your view on how to watch shows and how to perceive animation as a whole. Uh, thank you, Yagami, for uh, coming here. Uh, I really appreciate your viewpoint. You really influenced a lot of my thoughts. Uh, and maybe I'll, maybe I'll rewatch Death Note again. Who knows? Uh, yeah, it may be the first episode or two. Maybe. I yeah. did I did try to rewatch it, re it uh, recently. The first episodes are good, but as it goes on, it drags a bit. So, yeah. You just sometimes when you when I rewatch something, it's absolutely good to rewatch it. But watch the things that you want. Don't watch the entire thing because it's time, and time cannot be replaced. It's the time of your life. Maybe you are needing to be studying something instead of watching that. You should probably study that thing that will be beneficial into your future instead of rewatching the entirety of Full Metal Alchemist and wasting your entire life. Because at the end of the day, you just needed to watch episode 50 or 55 or something of the sort. And you find yourself wasting two or three days on an entire series. And then you're like, uh, maybe I just needed to watch one or two episodes. I do have that. Sometimes I just want to go watch one scene. I just did it before the podcast five minutes before the podcast i like constantine the movie and i instead of re-watching the entire movie i just wanted to see the last ending scene when satan came i just wanted to see that because the acting was amazing the direction was really good the camera and all of those things i just needed to reaffirm refresh my memory that was my objective so instead of re-watching the entire thing i can just watch five minutes and there you have it that's my fix so yeah Amen. Uh, well, that's the end of this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it as usual. Uh, and I hope to see you guys next time. Bye.